Blog Talk Radio. To all my people in the struggle, you think God's forgotten about you. Here's some pain medicine. Let's go! the Lord. Hello, everyone. This is Ariel broadcasting live from Hollywood, California. It has been a long time since I've um, had an episode, and today it will be 30 minutes. I believe the direction until further notice will be 30-minute episodes, um, whatever the Lord is putting on my heart to share with you. Today I felt like I was supposed to um, not only give you updates, but to share a scripture and um, some of the revelation of the scripture as it applied to my life. And I know that like anything else, um, anything that we have received from the Lord is not just for us, it's for others. But before we do that, I want to go before the Father. Abba, Father, Daddy, just love you so much, and I thank you for this opportunity to speak and talk to your people. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, my Lord and my Redeemer. Father, let the listeners glean whatever you want them to have, Lord. Let it go and penetrate and penetrate their soul and, more importantly, to build up their spirit, man. Father, we thank you for this time. Holy Spirit, we ask for you to come, have your way, and we just deal with the principality of the prince of the airways and say you will not interfere in this program and we bind you and we cast you out in Jesus' mighty name. All right, everyone. Um, just to give you a couple of updates since the last program. It's a lot of things that myself personally I've gone through, but I know that it's strategic warfare, but also the Lord has put me in situations where I had to see things that were inside of me. Like they say, the enemy is enemy. Um, and that's good because when you're called to do something, and each one of us is our ministers of the Lord, he is so gracious and he loves us so much that he doesn't show us everything that needs to get out. He sends us, we go through a test, we go through that test, and if we haven't passed that test, we go around and do it again. But as we're going 
you know, he says line upon line, precept upon precept, and we move from glory to glory. So with that, um, let's see, in July, and God has just been my provider, and, and um, the scripture talking of Jesus wept is going to be one of the things that God had to show me, even in my own life, of how I had to die to the fact of my provisions coming from what I thought or what other people wanted to give me, but I had to wait on the Lord. So with that, I, I've known that I never know how money is going to come to me. <laughs> and so this time the Lord had had me stop a temporary job, which he had sent me to, and there just has been so tremendous the fruit from there. Um, matter of fact, there's one lady who's a really dear friend of mine that the Lord had me lead to him, and she is now just on fire for the Lord and just a lot of good things. So wherever God is leading you, do it. Whatever God is saying, being obe- be obedient. So after that assignment ended, um, he sent me back east, and I con- did some contract work for a company and was there, and it was very strategic because I also ministered to some leaders of, of an industry out there, and it was an incredible um, time out there. Came back to L.A., and in that time, God put a mentor in my life in the movie industry um, as far as um, screenwriting. So it's very strategic things he's doing. And after that, he sent me back east, and I was ministering in the Appalachian Mountains with another minister and even met a, a family, beautiful family, and the Lord had me zero in on the daughter when I walked through the house and come to find out the daughter's middle name is Ariel. So God was just showing me two Ariels together and not knowing that she has a, has a desire to come out to Hollywood to be an actress. And I just knew that this was um, God allowed me to see how the things that you know, I'm going through here is paving the way for those young people because artists, dancers, singers, movie makers are co-creators, and when they they come into the kingdom, then these are prophets that are sent to work out their ministry, whether it's in dance or as far as um, music or film or anything that's creative because God is a creator and we co-create with him. So I, I realized more and more as he has sent more people to me, I've actually have a, had a street minister who lived with me for oh, about a few days and she was sent out here and she literally has been sleeping in her car but she proclaims the gospel to the to the actors while they're going to their premieres and to yelling out, you know, Jesus loves you, and just, you know, whatever God gives her, she just boldly proclaims that word. And then other people, because um, God will send those people. And I know in, in the things he's calling me to do, there's certain people he's calling me to as far as leaders in various parts of the world, but also to be like a mother in the Lord, to show the Father's heart, and to deal with the widows and orphans. And a lot of times, as the Lord has shown me, when orphans, not as just like the little children that are in an orphanage, but orphans are those who have not been parented correctly, those who have not felt the love of a father, felt the love of a mother, and God just wants to show them how much he loves them. 
So that has been going on. I also went to um, the Line of Judah Worship Grounds. Hello, Avalon, Lydia, and Mama, and uh, Walter, and Bethel um, down there and celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. Matter of fact, I'm going to have a teaching on the feast and why we're to keep that even now. I'll just give you a little heads up. Jesus is my husband. And as his bride, I follow my husband, and Jesus went to the feast, and so do I. So he's letting me know that. So we'll just give a little bit more talking about that on another episode. So I've been really busy with that. Came back in the end of September, October, and then the Lord said, okay, now you've got the provision. I want you to start writing your second book. So I've been writing my second book, which is titled It's Not About You, which is what the Lord had my mentor say to me one time when I was really in rebellion and very hypocritical, thinking my children should be um, following the Lord and doing the right thing when I was rebellious and not doing what the Lord wanted and, and I remember her saying, and it was from her lips, but it was from God saying, it's not about you. So that is the title of the second book. The first book, Be Made Whole, the Lord has shown me to um, do some book signing. So if you're out in California, hopefully I'll be able to see you. I'm going to be working on that once I get this first draft out and send it out to the editor. Now, what I want to um, do is we're going to go into scripture reading, but I just want to um, play this song because it's going to, to me, set the tone of what I feel the Lord wants me to share. And the title of this song is How He Loves Me.
Praise the Lord. Oh, how he loves me. He loves us. He has chosen us and ordained us 
from the beginning of the foundation of the earth. It says, these things I command you, that ye love one another. You were in the world, and the world will love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Meaning that we are partakers of the sufferings of Christ, but it's the Father who loveth us so. Because in John 17, verse 27, it says, For the love, the Father himself loveth you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came out from God. And this is why he came. He came to earth so that we would have eternity with God, that he, he had to lay down his life. And what greater love than this, than you lay down your life for a brother. We are his, his brothers and sisters. We are the sons and daughters of God. And Jesus knew that. And he says, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. He did the work. Matter of fact, I just want to um, encourage the listeners. There are so many really good blog talk radio shows, and one that I that just uh, keeps coming in my spirit to tell you is Jesus in the Morning with Minister Mack, and powerful word came from an apostle she had on the program this morning. And I, I definitely ask you to listen to that message because it, it tied in. I was just overjoyed because it's like, yes, God is showing and teaching us something about how Jesus walked, and so we have to walk, our love walk out. And our love walk is to do the will of the Father. And sometimes the will of the Father means that we have to die to a lot of things. And when we think of dying, a lot of times we just think of, you know, death, and then we'll be with Jesus in heaven. But he wants us to die in a lot of things here on this earth. So with that, I want to bring the scripture um, that I want to bring to you today. It's in John chapter 11, verse 1. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister said unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. Now when Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, <clears throat> but for the glory of God, and that God, the Son of God might be glorified thereby. So see, Jesus knew right then and there what the Father was going to have him do. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, so he loved them. And when loved ones ask us to come, we come. But this is different because Jesus knew he had to be obedient to the Father. In verse 6 it says, We had heard therefore that he was sick. He abode two days, still in the same place where he was. I mean, he didn't just immediately go. And I've been there when I know that there's a need, but God is not releasing me to go. It may not seem right to other people, but God knows what he's doing. There's a, something he's working out, something he wants to see. It may be um, a situation he wants to do on the other end with the person that I'm feeling I need to meet to help. 
Sometimes we may want to do something, but it may be just flesh. But if we're walking in the Spirit, we're going to go when God says to go. And he knew he was going to go because he already told him, this is not going to lead to death. But he stayed. Verse 7 says, and then after that he said to his disciples, let us go into Judea again. So now he's going. His disciples say unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone me, and go thou out again. And Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbles not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. These things he said, and after that he said unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I might wake him out of his sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. And Jesus spake unto, howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoke of taking a rest and sleep. See, they knew in hindsight, based on what he did, and he resurrected Lazarus, they knew that when he said that, he really wasn't talking about physical sleep, he was just saying. So now Jesus has to say, okay, i got to tell them plainly. So in verse 14 it said, and then Jesus said unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, to the intent that you may believe, nevertheless let us go unto him. So he goes, and I remember in verse 17 where it says, Jesus came, he found that he had been laid in the grave four days already. And I said, Lord, whenever you use numbers, there's very much a significance. Why four? Why did he have to wait till after four days? And I was in Texas at the time, and I went to a Bible study, and the, a lady there was talking about in the Jewish culture how it is, it is believed that if someone, quote, is dead and they, um, you know, get up, they could have been, they, probably were in a coma, but they didn't know that's what it was called. So they got up after two or three days. They were like, oh, they weren't really dead. But after four days, they were really dead. So it was to make sure that this would never be um, talked about as far as being just, you know, they were just sleeping a little bit. So he's now going into Bethany, and this is where Martha and all the people, Mary, come out to see Jesus. And they are saying to him um, in verse, let's go to verse 23, Jesus said unto her after they're sitting there weeping and saying about her brother being dead, Jesus says, thy brother shall rise again. And Martha saying, based on knowledge, based on our flesh, uh, yeah, I know, he's going to rise again with the resurrection. Jesus saying, I am the resurrection and the life that he believeth in. Though he were dead, he shall live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Do you believe that? He has already shown that he can resurrect. He did that with Talithia, Tabitha. He already did it with the young girl. He's done it, so he knows that he's going to resurrect Lazarus. So now he's going, and he's saying, where is he? All the people have come out, they're weeping, and he says in verse 34, where have you laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. And verse 35 says, Jesus wept. 
for so many times and for so many times I've heard this, I've always thought it was Jesus was weeping because the other people were weeping, that he was moved in compassion, that he himself was like just overtaken. But then the Lord was showing me something based on some things that had happened with me. He was showing me that Jesus now is looking where they laid Lazarus. He sees the cave. He sees the stone in front of the cave. And now Jesus is weeping because he realizes he's given a sign that's how he's getting ready to die. And we know that Jesus was obedient, but what the Lord wants us to know is he felt exactly how we feel about when we have to do something we really don't want to do, but we know we have to do it for the fulfillment of our destiny. And he knew his destiny was to lay down his life so that others might live, but his flesh did not want to die. So he was weeping. Now, the people thought he was weeping because of, the, of him knowing that Lazarus was dead. He knew Lazarus was going to be resurrected, so he wasn't weeping for that. He was weeping because he knew he had to go. He had to go to the cross. And how that's confirmed, if you go into Mark chapter 14, and this is when he's in the Garden of Gethsemane. And the Garden of Gethsemane, um, it's a beautiful place. I've been to Israel twice, and it's where the olive trees are. And there's over 2,000-year-old olive trees there. And you just imagine that this is where Jesus actually, this is where it actually happened. And the interesting thing is the olive trees, to make the oil, the first oil is sanctified. The first oil is pure. The first oil is used in the temple. So it's not used for cooking. It's used in the temple. So the pressing happens in, the, in, the, in that olive grove. And Gethsemane is where the pressing of Jesus is coming. His flesh is being pressed from all sides. His flesh is actually being crucified there. The crucifixion happened there. This is when he's saying, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. And then on verse 37 of Mark 14, it says, And he cometh and findeth them sleeping. He is looking at his disciples and says, Sleep is Simon, sleep is thou. Couldn't you watch one hour? Watch and pray. Enter, unless you enter in temptation because the spirit is truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. He's telling them it's hard for him. Please help. Please pray. How many of you of us have ever been to a point where we're asking people to pray and we're being pressed by God and he's like, you've got to go alone. You've got to take it alone because not your will, but my will be done. Are you going to lay your will down? Are you going to suppress this flesh? This flesh wants to have its way. It says the flesh is at enmity with God, but the flesh wants to have its way. God says no. So in that, 
we have to realize that we have to die so the risen one inside of us can live. I'd just like to go to the Father right now. Father, I thank you for every listener. I thank you for everyone listening in the archives. Father, we just ask that that pressing, that dying of the flesh has to happen for those things to come about that you want to happen in their life. Lord, give them the courage to say, yes, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. And we thank you, Lord, and we praise you, and we know that you are going to be the rewarder of those who diligently seek you and do your will. And we thank Jesus. We thank you that he came to show us how to do that, how to be that sacrificial lamb, how to be the, the, the men and women that you want us to be on this earth. And, Father, we just thank you in Jesus' name. All right, love you. Let's talk to you next week. So I'll be putting up the information. Just check back in a couple of days. All right. Bye-bye. To all my people in the struggle, you think God's forgotten about you. Here's some pain medicine. Let's go. You in your car, you at the house, on your job.